Welcome to the Down to Business Podcast with Alex Kirby, where entrepreneurs and small businesses come to stretch themselves and grow their company. From interviews to in-depth discussions, you'll learn how to market effectively, increase profits, and become the leader your company needs you to be. Now, let's get down to business. What's going on, Dan Griffin? Thank you for being on the Down to Business Podcast. How are you? Great, man. Good to see you. Good. Listeners, how are you? Uh, Alex Kirby here, and we just wanted to let you know who Dan is. First off, if you guys are new to the show, this is the Down to Business Podcast. We talk about everything in between business, finance, and marketing. And today on the show, uh, we have Mr. Dan Griffin, who is chair of uh, C12 South Carolina, but more than that, dear friend of mine, uh, mentor of mine, mm-hmm. and uh Gamecock fan. Yeah, so <laughs> not necessarily in that order. Not in that order, but we uh as everyone on the show knows that I'm a big Gamecock there you fan, go. Dan. But uh so today, Dan, we, we piggybacking off our episode uh that we just had previously. So listeners, if you haven't listened to that, please go and, and take a look. Um where we're building off of this narrative, <clears throat> not this narrative, this reality that I've said probably for three months uh that I think twenty twenty two is gonna be one of the more challenging years for business owners. Um with leading, with finding people, with all of the things that go along with owning a business this year. And I didn't think, I thought it'd be perfect to bring you on as someone who, you know, I'll let you tell listeners what you do. Um, then we'll kind of dive into that. So let people know who you are, Dan, and uh, your background. Cool. Um, I'm the, uh, like you said, I'm area chair with C12 South Carolina. C12 is the nation's largest network of Christian CEOs and business owners that come to an environment where they're going to work on their business rather than work in their business. So it's um, business forum is really all about coming to work, to work on what are the, what are the challenges that I'm facing having an opportunity through a, a, a powerful group of peers mm. to have a conversation about um, where am I and where am I going? Um, you know, one of the things is you've, you've heard the saying is lonely at the top. Mm-hmm. And that is absolutely a true statement. Who is telling you as a business owner the truth right. about what's going on in your business? And it's difficult to do that when people really don't know. So at the C12 table, people are coming in and they're they're coming with humility. They're coming with vulnerability. They're allowing people in. They're they're knowing and they're being known. Right. So it, it creates that dynamic where um, while we're working on our business to build a great business for a greater purpose. Let me fill people in a little bit about what this looks like practically so they can get a mm-hmm. visualization sure. as we talk about C12. <clears throat> C12 is once a month. We meet all mm-hmm. day from nine o'clock till four yep. or so. And it is a, a basically a mastermind group is the way I view it, mm-hmm. where for in the morning, uh, we do a curriculum that is absolutely rock star curriculum. I mean, I, I, I literally was talking to someone about this yesterday. I, I would pay... F- for the course, just for the curriculum, yeah, like not even it's the MBA level. It is, yeah, it is um, MBA level is yeah. a way to put it. Yes, amazing curriculum. And then at lunch break, we go into the you know discussion with you know most groups have eight to twelve people in the group, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on average, and it's CEOs or business owners, people mm-hmm. high level, C levels, C level, high level executives, yep. and, and the business owners. And we bounce things off of each other. We talk about our struggles. We talk about things we need help on. We have questions, concerns, frustrations, or victories. And you, you can fill in no, after no, I say this, good, but for, for anyone listening, it, it's it's really an incredible experience because, like you said, I've owned a business for five years. I didn't necessarily. Where do you go? You said this the first time I ever met you, I believe. You said, where do you go to learn how to be a business owner? Mm-hmm. 
And that has resonated with me tremendously. And then like, I, I was like, yeah, you don't go anywhere. You, you go try to get another business owner who didn't have someone to teach him how to run a business. Or to school of hard knocks, which is a really, really great teacher. It's just yeah. incredibly painful. And long. And very inefficient. Very inefficient. Right. And, and so C12 is, is the bridge to this beautiful place where, you know, we've got people in our group who have been business 30 years mm-hmm. with 200 employees over, mm-hmm. or 150 employees, something yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, and then you've got, you know, I think, I don't know, I don't think I'm the smallest, but 15, 20 employees. Yeah. Um, it's just a beautiful thing. So, well, it's it's like we've talked about C12 is really difficult to explain. Yeah. It's far better to be experienced. Right. Um, because where do you go to get questions answered as a, as a business owner, as a C level? Right. Um, you need a, you know, if you're just going to Google for everything, uh, good luck with that. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So where do you go to get your your deep level questions answered in a safe environment? It's a non competitive, non solicitation environment, right? Um, a place where people have your best interest in mind. Mm. And where where do you go to get those questions answered? But the flip side of that is where do you go to get your answers questioned? Right, challenged. Who's going to challenge you? Yeah. Um, you know, you may have you say, well, I got an employee that'll challenge me. Well, that'll only push you, but so far. Because at the end of the day, you write the check. Right. So it's difficult to put, you shouldn't put that pressure on them to begin with. Right. You're asking them to step into a space that, frankly, they're not, they don't have expertise. Right. Um, So what if you were to have a a safe place where you have other um, business owners with your best interest in mind that sometimes will lean in and they will push back and they'll question your answers? Mm. That's that's invaluable, man. Because most most people just don't have that. That's 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 great. So, and this is not a C twelve episode. I just wanted people it can to be, know if you want it can to be, be, I guess. But well, really, the premise that I was hoping you could talk about a lot with me today in our discussion is just you know building off of the last episode where yeah. how leading alone can be detrimental to your business. How, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. how not having people who've been there, done that. And then who are loving you despite the decisions mm-hmm. you're making? Because at C12, I always lead there feeling very refreshed, actually, even though it's a long day of a yeah. lot of information. Yeah. I actually told my wife this on the way home the other day. I said, I always leave feeling refreshed yeah. because I was challenged in the right ways that take tear down the things I shouldn't be thinking mm-hmm. or vice versa. Right? You know what else is a, a unique dynamic, Alex, that happens is when you are, let's say we've got somebody else. They've put their problem in the middle of the table mm-hmm. and- as a table, we're all working on their problem. Right. Um, if you really think about it, you're going to school on a problem. You may not be having it now. That's really good. But it, it's coming. Right. So you're you're <laughs> you're stacking that up, right? I mean, you're 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 um, snow banking that so that when you need it, you've already begun to work through that problem. So right. you're working on your business at times when you don't even you think you're helping someone else, but right. really you're growing in that process too. Right. Um, so it's the, the C12 table is is a really unique dynamic. Um, and until you've experienced it, it's kind of hard to to fully explain it. It's this unique combination of um, high level executive professional development, executive education mm-hmm. with accountability group with um, you know one of the things that each member does once a year is they will present their business. I just did that. Yep, yep. to to their to their table. Um, Almost think of it for those who've never been there, Shark Tank style, yep. right? So they're presenting their business, and then they're having their 
their peers to ask um, questions to to gain insight mm-hmm. uh, regarding where where are you as a business leader, where are you wanting to go? Um, we have a bias toward action. Mm-hmm. This is not just about a theoretical think tank. Right. Um, what are you going to do? We have a phrase in C12 that we use often, do is greater than talk. Right. Um, so we have a bias toward action. Um, and, uh, you know, we have our open forum where you get to have your questions answered. Um, so it's, it's a unique day that um, brings great value on multiple levels for our members. Well, at the end of the episode, I want to make sure we let people know, because this is a national thing. So it's not, yeah. we're in South Carolina, Columbia right now, but there are C12 groups all across the country. Right. I'm guessing all across the world. Is that, uh, is primarily that? across the country. Okay. We, we're international in Brazil, in okay. Malaysia, uh, Kuala, is it Kuala Lumpur? Is yeah. that correct? Okay. Um, so yeah, but mostly mostly here in the states. Okay, cool. So let's make this more applicable to our our listeners yeah. now on a on a foundational level. What are some of the key fatal things that you've seen over the last? Well, give a little bit of a bio of yourself yeah. so people can understand your background, <laughs> where you come from. Just like yeah. the Cliff Notes version, you have a long <laughs> you have a long one, you have a long one. Well, but um, so that people know, and then you've been in consulting for a long time, yeah. you, business consulting. You've been in sales a long time, and now C twelve. Yeah. Um, so just kind of, so people know that. And then what are some of the fatal flaws you see business owners maybe the last two years Mm. because COVID has changed a lot of things and, and maybe, or maybe it's exposed a lot of things. That's that's the way I would say it, Alex. Maybe it's exposed. They were already there. Yeah. So, Um, so if you can just give your background and talk about that for a second. I've done a lot of things. Um, (laughs) um, had a background, I was in ministry, um, was in pharmaceutical sales for a while, ended up transitioning in healthcare administration. Mm-hmm. Um, in what we thought was the worst economic environment of our lifetime back in 2008 through 10, uh, I ended up getting laid off into that environment. Mm. And um, yeah, that was interesting. Um, I was about halfway through my MBA at Carolina and um, <laughs> look at Melody and my wife and say, okay, so who do I want to be when I grow up? Mm. And we... Um, with Melody's blessing, I began an organizational development consulting practice. So I did executive coaching, corporate education, training, strategic planning, those types of things, mm-hmm. consulting, mm-hmm. specifically in organizational development. I transitioned and got a second master's in organizational development from the University of Texas in Dallas. Um, so I did that for about 10 years, worked in a lot of different um a lot of different verticals. That's when we, the first time we met, you were doing that. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. And so in 2020, started with January of 2020, started with C12. Ah, and we know right. what happened in March. <laughs> the world ended, right? As we knew right. it. Um, and, and so it was, it was an amazing experience um, working with so many companies through the COVID experience. Um, you know, I, I think it bears repeating. Alex, I do not believe that COVID has changed things as much as some may think. Mm. I think it has exposed things that were already there. Um, <laughs> we've kind of had a worker uprising, haven't we? Yeah. Um, you know, if you if you look at the leverage, where's the leverage right now? A lot of it is on the worker side of the equation, and I think that's been building up for some time. Yeah. Uh, this whole concept of work from home um, that a lot of people have resisted. Um, we've been able to do that for a long, long time. The technology has been there. Right. Um, and 
you know, not so much in, in your space, you, you can't virtually mow a lawn <laughs> in, right. in term of bush. Right. Um, you know, there, there's still a lot of industries and services that have to be done physically. But I think we've, we've reevaluated and are willing to acknowledge now, there are a lot, of, a lot of things that you don't have to come into the office like an industrial plant to be at your spot to do your job. Right. Uh, so there's, there's this um, benefit to the worker for engagement, for, frankly, convenience. Um, they just like to be home with their dog, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so that's, that's a dynamic there that's, I don't think it's going to go away, and we have to adjust um, to, to that environment. Um, you know, you asked the question, what is the, uh, was it the biggest obstacle? Yeah, the like biggest, fatal, fatal flaws yeah. uh, or fatal, you know, obstacles that small business owners specifically yeah. um, I'll throw, have, 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 have held on to or so to speak, yeah. or carried I, into this. I, I don't know that I can, I can um, put them in order of priority, but I'll give some random thoughts. There. Yeah. Um, because I want it, our listeners to hear, Oh yeah. man, that's me. You know, yeah. I want well, them to hear that. <clears throat> if there's one thing that I'm learning more and more, the great CEO C levels that I meet, all of them have incredible humility. If if I were going to give some random thoughts as to where where the greatest challenges for most business owners lie, um, it's really really easy to drink your own Kool Aid, man, mm. and and think that the results that you are experiencing are a direct result of your smarts, your your work ethic, that you got this great novel idea. Just because you're standing on third base does not mean you hit a triple. Mm. So. All of the great sea levels that I've had the chance to be around, they have an incredible sense of humility. Now, listen, some of them are full of themselves at the same time, but there's there's been some level of, um, I'm going to say they've experienced some pain in their past that causes them to understand, man, I, I'm not all that in a bag of chips, right? So that that, that level of humility, by the way, it's at the C12 table. It demands humility because you're coming to work on your business, which means there's still there's still improvements. Yeah, to there's be made. room to grow. There's right. room to grow. Yeah, if you don't have a growth mindset, uh, Carol right. Dweck's book mindset is, is speaks to that. Do you have a growth mindset or do you have a fixed mindset? Mm. Great C levels have a growth mindset. They're they're seeing what still can be, not just what is. And mm. they begin with this idea of scarcity. Right, we're mm-hmm. trying to hoard and and protect. Seven last words of a dying organization. We've never done it that way before. Yeah. You know, so if if there's one thing I would warn all business owners is to, you know, take a heavy dose of humility and be open to the perspective of others that have experienced things you haven't experienced. Mm. Um, they they know things you don't know, right. um, and and allow them to speak into your space. I think that's <clears throat> one of the bigger challenges I've had the last couple of years. Uh, being a business owner is thinking outside of the box I'm currently playing in. Mm-hmm. Like you said earlier. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know, but like taking a lesson you're listening to someone talk about and not saying, well, that doesn't apply to me right now. I would never experience that. Instead of dismissing it, putting it in my backpack and being like, one day I might need this. Yep. I, I <clears throat> C12 has totally raised my eyes, uh, so to speak, on – Things that I don't see come. I've been talking with Chris about this. Uh, the Lord's been speaking to me about the ripple effect 
and meaning that yes, this rock is what I just threw or what someone else threw at me, mm-hmm. but where are the ripples going? You need to yeah. see where they're going so you can, you know, either expect or um, forecast, whatever the case may be, because that's where the the real change can be for your business going forward. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> to 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 build out on some of that, Alex. The great business owners that that I've had a chance to be around, um, their their motivation is not just having a great balance sheet. Yes, but by the way, you can't have a great business, and and as both of us as followers of Jesus, mm-hmm. you, God's not honored if your business is not healthy. Right. If you're operating an unprofitable right. business, that 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 doesn't make Jesus famous. Right. That's not helpful. Right. But all of them that that I've had opportunity to have exposure to, they really buy into and and live out this idea of a greater purpose. This is my business is not just about me. It's not just about um, the financials and about profits. Mm. It's about something bigger. It's about how do I bless my customers? How do I bless my employees? Um, you know, at C twelve we talk about building a great business for a greater purpose. Right. Um, how do we leverage our business as a ministry? How are we generous? How do you get there if, though, so, like mm-hmm. I can hear some of our audience l- listening right now thinking, but I'm just trying to get to the next week right now. Mm-hmm. How do you have that mindset in the midst? Obviously, you know, during a fire, you're trying to put it out with water. I, I, it's not what I'm saying. But how do you kind of get your mind wrapped around that when right now you're only look maybe you're laser focused on the wrong thing um the thing in your business right now that's on fire that's all you can focus on mm-hmm. how do you get how do you get to that point because i know for me it's because of my faith in christ but also i've always had this burning desire to be how to do something greater than myself because i would like who cares if it's you once you yeah. die, you can't take it with you right yeah. how do you get like what are some key things to get there for you those know, listening? Thought, i thought that i would- I, that came through my mind as you were talking is most of the time the problem's not the problem. Okay. So you've got this fire that's going. Um, a lot of business owners that I know, um, they have a tendency to be arsonist. <laughs> and start the, their own fires. They, they start a fire and so they have something to do to put yeah. it out. They're adrenaline junkies. Yeah. Right. And so a lot of entrepreneurs, that's a reality for them. So they have this. This repeating these problems that just keep coming up over and over and over again, and they kind of like it. They they don't really have a business. You know what they've done? They've created yeah, they've created a job for themselves. Yeah, they own, we say that we they own their job. Yeah, yeah. They've created a job for themselves. So you have to ask yourself a really really hard question: Am I creating a job for myself, or am I creating an enterprise? Right, something that can run when you're not that, there. That's exactly it, right. Imp, we say on the show, <clears throat> something that runs when you're not there and impacts people other than yourself. It, so so when you begin when you step back and you're you're willing to take that level of an assessment mm-hmm. to mm, step back, take an assessment. Do a checkup from the neck up. Mm. Where where are we? Why why are we doing this? And usually, Alex, what, what I have found for, for many of the, the business owners that I've worked with that to your point, they're um they're running from one fire to the next. Yeah. They need to step back and they need to get to what's my core? And when I say core, it really is what what is our mission, what's our vision, and what are our core values, mm. and and get crystal clear on that because then your strategy and your action plan, it it, it comes out of that. Right. 
But if you don't have that, mm. you're you're just basically strategy strategy du jour, right. right? What's the strategy for today? And it's all it's random. It's changing. Well, guys, we're gonna take a quick break and thank our today's show sponsor, and we're gonna get back with Dan Griffin in just a moment. Hey guys, we want to take a quick second to thank today's show sponsor, Nice Job. If you guys have not checked out Nice Job yet, I think you should immediately, as soon as you're done listening to this episode of the podcast. What we have found with Nice Job across my multiple businesses is they help us have a simple way to get new reviews and make that into marketable material with their reputation management software. So Nice Job, very affordable, amazing results we've gotten almost up to 100 new reviews over the last calendar year because of Nice Job and their software. So you guys make sure you go to Nice Job. So again, thank you, Nice Job, for being a show sponsor of the Down to Business podcast. Hey, everybody, we're back here with Dan Griffin, the chair of C12 South Carolina. Dan, uh, we just were talking as we were transitioning back into from the break. We're talking about something I want to wrap the episode up with, mm-hmm. and that is what I've probably taken so far in my seven months in C12 as the greatest thing I've taken that I've applied in my business. That is core values and mission statement. Mm-hmm. Um, talk a little bit about C12 and how it emphasizes core values. What are core values? Because I grew up playing baseball, right? And core values or you know team phrases were like corny and hokey and like teamwork and hard work and dedication and like yeah that was just this thing on the wall that none of us believe but now yeah. c12 has had so forever in my businesses i did not have core values mm-hmm. because of that i'm like eh, no one cares mm-hmm. started going to c12 and has completely changed my mind please yeah just kind of share yeah, it with that. It, it, your past experience they were more um marketing taglines yeah mantras they, they really didn't have um really rooted into who we are right. so if you think of it this way, um, mission is what we do. Vision is why we're doing it. And the core values is who are we going to be as we're doing it? Mm, who are we so be? Who, who are we going to be as we do it? So um, what, what are what are some of your, what's one of your core values? Yeah, so we have four. The first one is we over me. Let's just stop right there. Yeah. So this is how we're going to go about doing what we do. In everything we do, there's going to be a team mentality. Yep. We over me. So it becomes a filter by which we can um, um, measure and um, filter our our behaviors, right? Right. So it's not just we did a good job on that on that um, on that house, mm-hmm. right? It's did we do that, and we were true and to team. who we are. Yeah, we over me. Yeah, that's good. Um, like so, for example, one of my core values, which I've just C twelve, we have six um, results matter. Mm-hmm. Um, we measure stuff, <laughs> right? Right. We measure everything. It when you start measuring something, it gets better immediately, right? Um, but this isn't just happy talk, right? This isn't just what are the results? If we're not getting the results, we need to do something different. So everything we do, we're looking at what's the result of that. <laughs> yeah, things burn up on hope, right? Well, hope's a bad business plan, hope as is, I always hope, say. Hope is a terrible business strategy. Yeah. Um, you know, so, um, another one is gratitude. Mm. Um, when you have a posture of, of gratitude, if that's who we are, it changes the way that we engage with people. Right. right? So, so the core values, listen, I don't care if you're a business of three or 300, the core values become a filter. I need the core values for me. Right. It changes. I'll give you a great example. Um, when I am in business development mode, 
which we all have business development. At least I hope we do. We have to develop our business. Right. Um, it has changed the way I go about my business development. My core values inform and inspire mm. how I go about doing that. One of those is humility. That's one of my core values. Right. So when I'm having a conversation with someone about C12, can I tell you something? I'm not trying to sell them anything. I am more curious about their business. How can I serve you? If it's through C12, fantastic. But the, the, it's about how do I serve you? Yeah. And how do I help you accomplish your goals, what the mission, vision, values that God has set out for you? Right. And then if C12 makes sense, then we'll go from there. If it brings value and it's a fit for everybody. Right. But that has completely changed my perspective. Because mm. all of us that are that are business owners and C-levels, we've been in these situations where we find ourselves pressing, right? I, I, I got to close that mm-hmm. deal. Am I closing that deal for them or, or am I me. closing it for me? Yeah. And by having that posture of humility or value, right. it changes. I, listen. It's a buffer, man. It, it keeps you in line. Like it, I think of it like bumpers when I'm bowling. It's guardrails. It, it keeps me yeah. so I'm not you know, letting my emotions or my, uh, my desires to go this way or that way. It helps me stay focused. One of our core values for our listeners, this is hopefully a really tangible, good one, at uh, Trifecta, my landscaping company, is building bridges. And mm-hmm. what that means is helping people if they either they want to be here for a year or for 20 years, we're helping be a part of their journey. That's right? beautiful, man. And I love that. And recently, I've interviewed several people. We're in hiring season for Trifecta right now. And this is the first time I've had the core value to do it. I've realized even more so that if someone is saying, I just need to be here to get a job for, for a month. I actually had a guy call yesterday that was friends with me. Say, hey, I need you to hire me for a month. I'm moving to North Carolina. I'm like, well, I can't be a part. Like in my mind goes, oh, I can't be a part of building bridges for you. Like you're here for three weeks and gone. You don't care. So that's not, even though he's, he has a landscape experience. Um, but other guys who were hiring, they're like, yeah, I just want to be here for a year. Um or six months, and then I'm gone. So a lot of times we talk about culture. Yeah. Right? How do you define culture? Oh, man. The, in, in culture, the, it, here's, you know, we all have a culture, right? Yeah. Um, and culture is somewhat, it's, it's, the, it's the unwritten, or in this case, the written rules, yeah. of how do we go about doing what we do every day. Um, you know, we're, we're sitting in Columbia, South Carolina. The mm. culture here is a little different than it is in L.A. Sure. Or in Vegas, or in New York City, right? right? Because the, the culture defines how we interact with everybody. Right. Well, so if you're going to talk about your organization, your organization either has a culture by design or mm, by default. By default, yeah. You, but you've got a culture. Right. How are we going to engage with everyone? So if you've got a toxic culture, it's probably by default. Right. I doubt it was by design. So how are you going to change that? You have to define what's the culture that we want based upon our values. And then as we begin to live that out, guess what happens? Our culture elevates to that. Um, I have no problem with um, uh, mission, vision, and values that are uh, aspirational. Mm-hmm. And when I'm, Listen, are there days that I am not humble. Sure. <laughs> Humility is not, you I mean, Me I, too. I, I'm not perfect in that. Right. So there's even an aspect in, in that, that I'm aspirational. Right. So that, that is a way, if you want to look at creating a culture or changing a culture, by the way, the best time to work on your culture is before you really need it. Mm. So you get your business owners out there, they're solopreneurs, 
but they're looking at how am I going to build a business, right? right? Start Today, now. Start now. Yeah. Start right now. Now, culture is a weird, you know, let's wrap up with the culture thing and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll move on. But um, culture is weird because it's like a hot, you know, love, everyone loves to talk about that word and phrase. I feel like culture, like you said, culture is created, but culture is also like, if it's authentic culture, like healthy, it's sort of like a thermostat in the room. Like That's you right. can just feel it, you know, um, it, or the thermostat reads the feeling in the room, excuse me. And I think I'm just now turning the ship on that mm-hmm. and understanding that you can't just fake culture. You can't do events that make culture. It's a day-to-day grind of core values and the way people interact with it's one another. It's living out your core values. Yeah, that's good. I mean, we make, we've made culture for many people this kind of a squishy, yeah. touchy-feely thing. Yeah. And as a result, a lot of people are like, yeah, you know, they, they poo-poo it. Right. If you understand core values is simply how are, who are we going to be? As an organization. Right. And we clearly define that through our core values. Here's your challenge, Alex. Go back to your experience when you were speaking to, like, playing ball and such. Mm-hmm. If you have core values that you've defined, but yet you're not willing to hold yourself accountable to those, don't even bother. Uh, yeah. Don't even have the core value. All you're doing is is completely undermining your credibility. So if you're going to have a core value— Make sure that you live it out. And I would even go so far as to say this, you know, one of the things, one of the roles that the C-level, the CEO has in the company, they are the chief culture officer. Mm. If you are not living it, preaching it, uh, communicating it, um, measuring it within the organization, I can promise you no one else is. We had a C, you brought a C, let's to finish, you brought a CEO in to speak to a lot of us a few months mm-hmm. ago. Brad, what was his last name? Brad Thompson. Brad Thompson. Yeah. He said something I will never forget. He said, you as the business owner or the C-level, you have to show up every day. I don't know if you remember, I mm-hmm. stopped him and asked the question. I said, what does that mean? What do you mean show up every day? He goes, hey, that's what he was talking about. He said, you have to be the person to carry exactly what you're saying. You have to show up with a positive attitude. You have to show up with the co- with the core values ready to be assimilated and put into place. And and that was so interesting because- So think with, think with yeah. us about what, where that leads us is I can't give away Whatever. what I don't already have. Yeah. So if you're out there as a business mm-hmm. owner and you're- um, you're like, yeah, I want humility to be a part of my organization, yet I'm not humble. You better find you better find a context right. in which you can learn humility. Right. Yeah. Or or whatever the core value may be, gratitude. Yeah. Um, um one one of the one, other ones we have is grit or pressing on, right? Pushing through stuff. Listen, if you if you're gonna, you know, bail out and you're gonna hand all your problems off to someone else because you don't want to deal with it. Right. Don't even have that as a core value because you're you're really undermining. What that's you're good. Trying to so we have to check our core values to see if we're actually gonna. That's something we want to do and be a part of, uh, because if not, it'll fall off really quickly man. and it'll make us lose our credibility. So, Dan, thank you so much, man, for being on the show today. Uh, we appreciate it. I want you to tell people plug where they can find a C twelve oh if gosh. they're if they're interested in finding a C twelve yeah, near you, them. Where can, can they go? First of all, you can reach out directly to me, okay. and um, so maybe we can put in the show notes my email address. We will do that. Yeah. Um, but you can go to joinc12.com. That's that's a national website, um, and uh, you can get more information about C12. But um, you know, usually the best way to do it is just to talk to someone. So if you if you're really interested and you want to have a conversation with me, whether you're here in Columbia or if you're in 
Doesn't matter where. Baton Rouge. Uh, That's hey, the one that came to my head for some reason. Stick, man. Baton Rouge. Look, hey, go Tigers. <laughs> not, yeah, not the ones up north from us, so. And I, I, I know how to spell go. <laughs> G-E-A-U-X. <laughs> That's right. It ain't the other. I love it, man. Well, thank you, Dan. My pleasure, Being on the buddy. Down to Business Podcast. Love you, Let's have a great day.